0: Well, welcome back to another week of the Brazos Sports Preps cast. I'm Alex Miller, joined by Abigail Ochoa. This is episode six of the season, and here we are uh, one week into 5A, 6A play. Um, We will recap all that action and what is ahead. But first, um, just a quick addressing note, Uh, you might notice that our colleague Jeff Perkins is not with us this week. Uh, We just wanted to let you all know, uh, our viewers and readers, that he's no longer with the paper, but he is going to be greatly missed. Uh, Jeff is a great friend, he's a great writer, and he was really a key piece in putting this podcast together. So we really wanted to uh, thank him for all of his coverage these past few years and wish him well in his future endeavors. So. Thank you, Jeff, for all you've done. You've been a great friend. We're going to miss you, man.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I mean, he did so much for the Eagle, and we're so proud to um, have worked with him and and known him. Um, Can't wait to see what he does next. I know it's going to be amazing whatever he does. Um, Continue to follow him um, on Twitter and stuff um, to see what he does next. But we're so excited, and thanks again, Jeff.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Abigail, we have so much to cover. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited. it was cool to get uh, some 5 and 6A schools rolling last week. So, we'll we'll dive right into it. First up, Anam Consolidated, they kicked things off on Thursday with a big win over Waker University. I think we expected the Tigers to win that game, but they won 63 to 13 and lots of answers or questions answered on the offensive side. Big night from Sutton Lake. He had five touchdowns, Kyle Willis threw for over 400 yards. And yeah, that Tiger offense, they didn't skip a beat. No, for sure and what a way to start off you know 5A
1: 6A play with that big win like that on the road um in Waco but you know they had lost so many people offensively and we were you know we talked about it last week a little bit worried about kind of how they would do in this first week um we knew that they would win but weren't kind of sure how they would win um but they really I mean they answered all the questions that anybody had it was a great first week for them um you know, they came in and dominated um, a Waco team, you know, that was at home. They're coming off a losing season. So we knew that they were going to console was probably going to win either way. But, um, you know, like you said, Lake and Willis really came up, really showed that they were going to be the guys this week. Um, Brody Daniel and um, Wyatt McDougal also good receivers for um, Willis that kind of, you know, came out of the woodwork a little bit. I know, um, you know, Offensively, there were, you know, some rushers and receivers missing. So it was good to see people like that come out. Um, Defensively, Goodman, we knew that he was going to kind of lead the defense. He had 13 tackles again, no surprise there. Um, Moya, he had, you know, he fumbled and and had a touchdown there. So um, he kind of came out, helped Goodman a little bit defensively. Um, The Tigers did have uh, six turnovers. So maybe watch out for that maybe in the coming weeks. Um, you know, I think it was two interceptions and and then four fumbles, so um, be something to look out for, but they still a great start of the season for them.
0: Yeah, I was able to go out to Consol's practice the other day and catch up with Sutton Lake, and you can read uh, my feature on him in today's paper and online at the theeagle.com, but uh, really got to catch up with Sutton and uh, on his big performance, and yeah, I got to talk to Coach Fedora, too, and you know, it was really by committee on the receiving end too. They had nine different guys catch passes. That's quite a few guys. And yeah. uh, Coach Fedora did say that the turnovers are something they want to clean up. And he said, you know, you point to a lot of the college games. Uh, their first, their first game this season, it's been a little sloppy. So uh, nothing serious to worry about, but definitely something they want to improve on. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I don't think you want to turn the <laughs> ball over six times every year. You're probably not going to win by 50 no. points often if you do that. So Yeah, you're not going to um, want
1: that when you get to district.
0: Not at all. But, yeah, definitely uh, encouraging performance for the Tigers uh, going into the season. So, uh, Brian, they beat Waller in their season opener, 31-20. to yeah. Kind of ran a two-quarterback system with Malcolm Gooden and Nico Bullhoff. Good win for the Vikings week one. Uh, off to, on the right foot for Ross Rogers squad.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, they didn't score as much or didn't kind of have a presence much in the first half. They went down 13 to 10 in, in halftime, which um, surprised me a little bit, I guess, from them being at home. But again, it's week one. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of struggle there. Um, and I think it has to do with the, they have a young offensive line and stuff like that. So they have new people coming in, um, trying to get their feet wet. You know, Friday night's always like, It's a different atmosphere when you're not used to playing on the field. Um, So I think that just had something to do with it. But otherwise, they had a really good game. Um, 299 total yards, I think, believe. And, um, you know, but it was a good win overall. Like you said, Bulliff and Gooden um, seemed to be a good pair um, quarterback-wise. Um, you know, and, and I believe coach, um, Coach Roger said that, you know, they can also be used at receivers. So it's good to know that, you know, if one's at quarterback, maybe one's at receiver, trying to connect with them as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks, um, see how they, how they utilize that. Um, it seemed like junior tailback. So Tayson D, D- Vault? I might be saying that wrong, but, um, he was also their guide too, as well. So, um, be looking out for those guys on offense um, as well. But the defense also came up, um, you yeah, know, I believe they had three turnovers, um, an interception, a couple of bumper recoveries. So they kicked it into gear, you know, at the end there to, to come up with a win at home.
0: For sure. And <laughs> how about those Rudder Rangers stormed over Bastrop 49 to seven, really exploded in that second quarter too. We kind of, we knew about, we knew about the potential that the Rangers had on offense and that EJ Azar and uh, Keithron Lee connection was rolling. Uh, Abigail, you were there. What did you see from the Rangers? An impressive opening win for them.
1: Yeah, um, it, it was crazy. I, I, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. We thought it was going to be tight and close game. I mean, they've lost to Bastrop the past two years. Last year, they lost by one. Um, so we knew that it was going to be, you know, pretty close, these two teams coming back together. Um, to start the season um but but really came out and said hey we're here and we want to make it to the playoffs we're going to make it to the playoffs this year um and you know even though it was the first game I think we saw some really good things from them like you said EJ Ezar quarter junior quarterback still has one more year in him which is great for R- Rudder. um and then you got senior Keith Ron Lee at wide receiver I mean you can tell that they're really connected, and they're really—I'd um, be surprised, you know, if they weren't best friends outside of football because they just seem so connected in that way. Um, and you know, I was talking to Eric Ezar, head coach, and he said that they—they they practice so much. Um, you know, sometimes he'll be at home and he'll be like, "Hey, where are you?" And he's like, oh, "I'm at the fields with with Keith Ron or whatever." Um, Marcus Lee also, or Marcus Dial, sorry. Um, also a great receiver for them as well, um, connected as well. I believe he had a touchdown last night. But offensively, you really saw them come together. Izar's arm looked great. Um, he was connecting well. Didn't see much trouble there. Um, you know, when Lee was covered, Izar could run, and he's a great r- r- rushing quarterback as well. Um, so it didn't see really much any problems there. Um, DJ Wallace came in for the rushing game a little bit. Um, had a couple of touchdowns at 92 yards um, and he kind of barrels through the crowd. I mean, he, he can get an extra couple of yards there, you know, kind of pushing the, the huddle there a little bit. So great guys um, that they have on offense. It, it looks like they're really strong coming out. Um, they'll be at home this week, um, which I think will be exciting to see how they do with um, a bigger crowd. Obviously not everybody can travel to <laughs> Bastrop. Um, so it'd be really interesting, but it was great to kind of see um, them come out so strong and with Lee and Ezar kind of leading them as we knew would already happen. So.
0: For sure. And last but not least, uh, the College Station Cougars, they really made a statement in their win over Hutto. Uh, this offense is legit. Big breakout game from sophomore Marquise Collins. He had 11 carries, 182 yards, two touchdowns. And senior Roderick Brown, I mean, he stepped up uh, and the way we kind of were wondering if he would he was strong at 127 yards on 11 carries and he was also a threat in the past game he had 80 88 yards three total touchdowns so yeah cougars big win uh over a six a hutto defense played really well and yeah i mean we kind of thought that might be kind of a playoff atmosphere type game for sure. and they made it look like an easy win Yeah, you know, last
1: week, I don't know about you, Alex, but uh, last week I was going back and forth of, like, who I thought would win this game. Uh, I ended up going with College Station, but I was kind of going back and forth because College Station had to, uh, you know, replace a lot of starters, like we mentioned. Um, And and Hutto was coming in, uh, returning most of their key guys. Um, They're led by, you know, TCA. TCU commit um, Landry Watson. Um, so defensively, I thought that they may overpower College Station's offense. as still trying to get going a little bit with new people. Um, but College Station didn't have any problems, it seemed like, on Friday. Um, you know, Brown comes in in the first half, gets three touchdowns, and then you got Collins coming in in the second, really, um, you know, getting his own as well. So I know, you know, I talked to Roger Brown for the preview, the uh, football preview that we did. Um, you know, he he's he said he feels good. He said it feels better than ever. Um, we really saw that in Week One that they were really that he really came out and said, "Hey, you know, I'm here. Um, I'm going to be your guy." Um, you know, he he also wants to break records. So I think you know he's on his way with 127 rushing in the first <laughs> first game, 88 receiving. So. Um, and then you also have Collins there to help him. So um, they looked really good. I, I know Jet, we talked a little bit about Jet starting at quarterback. Um, he did get some playing time last year, but, you know, Austin Sosa was there. So um, it was good to see also him coming in. Um, he went 18 for 29 and had 218 yards in the week one. And, and so him, him being able to connect also um, the passing game while you have Brown on the rushing, um, it, it seemed like a good deal for them Friday.
0: For sure, for sure. And hitting some quick hitters on the small schools uh, last week. I was out, watched a doubleheader for six (laughs) men, and St. Joe's stunned rival Allen Academy. Huge night for quarterback Trace Brightwell. A big game from Twister Barrington, both on offense and defense. The Eagles, they scored the game-winning touchdown with 31 seconds left, and it was kind of a bizarre ending. Allen had a chance at the end – Uh, one untimed down from the 35-yard line, and they had a false start. And the game automatically ended without a chance to have a Hail Mary. Uh, So St. Joe's hanging on uh, (laughs) with a 48-44 win. That's a big win for them. And, uh, you know, both of those teams kind of have high expectations going into this year. Uh, Senior-led team, you know, we've seen Allen, they kind of – Had to revive their football team, St. Joe's. They've got a ton of seniors. Uh, So it it was a great game uh, Friday night out at Baker Field for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, I I don't think it's the way that anybody thought it would go. I mean, obviously they were projected to lose or, uh, you know, Allen Allen Academy was projected to win by 31 points. You can never go by projections, but still that's a pretty significant – got there. Um, And I think that everybody kind of thought that Allen Academy was going to take it um, pretty easily. So, you know, this is the first time St. Joseph has beat Allen Academy in six man. And like, what a way to come out in the season, you know, 48 44. I believe was that the final? Yes. Yeah. Um, And with Brightwell kind of leading the way. I mean, when you have one guy who gets six touchdowns and, you know, almost 300 passing yards and stuff like that. it's hard not to win, and it seemed like he did everything right. Um, so, that is a crazy way to end it. That's a really, um, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, even in six man, but um, it, you know, what a way to come out.
0: For sure. Another instant classic up in Robertson County, uh, Centerville on the road beats Bremon 36 <laughs> 32. And, you know, we all know Centerville, known for that run oriented offense, but it was Dylan Denman, this Tiger star receiver, who got the game winning touchdown, 84 yards, two and a half minutes to go. Man, that must have been a thrilling game. Uh, Two really good area teams going at it. That definitely had to have a playoff atmosphere to it. And, Big win for Centerville and a tough loss for Bremond. I know that was a game that both of those schools really wanted to win.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the Tigers come in. Uh, n- n- now they're 4-1 with this win over Bremond. Not a bad way to start, you know, obviously. Um, but Dylan Denman, I you know, I, t- I got to talk to him before the season started a little bit. You know, he gained a few pounds. He was trying to get stronger during the summer. That was really his focus. Um, and he, you know, Sinema wants to make it past the area playoffs this year. They, first of all, they want to make it to the playoffs. But, um, you know, they want to make it past area this year. And, and Dylan said that, you know, um, now as a senior, that's really his last chance to do it. This game showed more than ever, I think, um, that he is – well. Uh, you know, they have the chance to be able to do that later on this season. Obviously, you know, it's just a start for them. But a big, you know, win over Bremond on the road – Um, was big for them. So I can't wait to see what he does next. I think he's going to continue to be the guy for them um, later on. Um, You know, I was talking to coach and he said, you know, Dylan is the kind of guy who turns busted plays into um, scores. And, you know, we obviously saw that on Friday with the 84 yard touchdown um, with two minutes left, which
0: which is for sure. And we'll be getting more on Centerville here in a bit. They got a big game against Lee on this Friday. Uh, Not, Another uh, another big game in Robertson County last week. This one was kind of a shocker, though. Uh, Franklin tops Lexington, forty-nine to fourteen. Wow! I mean, I <laughs> thought this I thought this was be going to be a close game. Lexington they were on a roll. Didn't expect a blowout, and Franklin yeah. just locked down Jared Kerr. He only had thirty-seven rushing yards. I mean, that is a phenomenal effort by the Lion defense. Because we know how good Jared Kerr has been and how great he can be, so that that's a huge win for Franklin, especially with the way their season started. Tough loss, game canceled, another tough loss to Cameron, <laughs> and now they go and beat Lexington. That's a yeah. big win. Yeah, you know, we got a text
1: during you know during that game at uh, kind of an update, um, and I had to double check my text real quick because. Um, you just don't expect that from Lexington. Um, not that Franklin's not doing really well this season. It was just the role that Lexington was on, it was kind of hard to believe that, you know, even after a week off that they would, um, you know, only put up 14 points, um, especially with Kerr. Um, you have, he only had 37 rushing yards, um, which blows my mind. But um, Franklin really, once they had the momentum in the beginning, they had it throughout. Um, And I think that's a big thing, especially being at home. I'm sure that helped as well. Um, You know, we thought that Lexington, it wasn't going to do much the week off that they had. Um, Obviously, there was some trouble there. But Fannin has been preaching all season. And, you know, Coach Fannin from Franklin has been preaching all season that the defense needs to step it up this year. They need to be more physical. They need to be jumping all over the field if they weren't buying into it before that game against Lexington this week, I have to imagine that they're buying into it now <laughs> because if you can stop a guy like Kerr, um, who have so many college offers, he probably can't even count them anymore. Um, and, and then you get a big win like this, um, this over Lexington overall, 49-14 at home um, after a loss to Cameron. Um, I, I can imagine that they have a lot of confidence right now and, and um, they should because – that was, that's
0: a great feat. Absolutely, and, and I expect Lexington to bounce back. They're they're a good team, and I expect them to bounce back. And last but not least, uh, Dimebox. Just want to touch on them since I was able to go out and watch the Longhorns game. It was a tough loss for them. They played a, a Villa Christian from uh, just south of Dallas. They were without their starting quarterback, Blake Scott. That was a tough hit for them, and they only had one day – one day to prepare for this team, their game against Belleville Faith got canceled on Wednesday. Uh, Coach Fry got a call the next day, had, getting the game against uh, a Villa Christian set up. And it, it, it was tough for them to overcome the short preparation and not having Scott. And it, it was a tough day. But I, I expect the Longhorns to shake that one off. Yeah, you know, they're, sure. they're favored to win their district. And they've got some good playmakers. And I think Coach Fry was very encouraged that, you know, his team was making mistakes throughout the game. But in the moment, they were recognizing, hey, we did this wrong. And they didn't hang their heads. They weren't frustrated and mad. Um, it, and so it was a good plus for them. And, they, and he also said they just needed to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, they started their season really late. And they, every team at this point just needs to play games, especially in this kind of odd time we're in. So uh, expect the Longhorns to shake that one off.
1: Yeah, you know, and they have um, McDade next, or this week. Um, like you said, I don't expect them to like continue this onto this week, um, you know, that loss. It, it happened and, um, you know, whatever. But it, having the, the preparation is a big thing. I think, especially this season, we're seeing it. Um, kind of affect teams that you wouldn't think it would affect. You know, we saw it at Iola and Franklin. Um, you know, they had, they had either a week or two weeks off, you know, there in the middle or at the beginning. Um, and with little time to prep, you know, maybe three or four days, um, it's really hard to get your team all together and back in that game mentality when you haven't been um, – you either haven't been playing or you haven't been practicing. So I think we've been seeing that um, throughout this season, especially because of COVID. Um, so it was tough to see that in the beginning for Dimebox, but like you said, I think they're going to bounce back. Um, but did you see anything that, um, that, that, that they're able to kind of grasp onto maybe, um, whether it was like defense or offense, was there anything that kind of stood out? No, no, this you know, week? I definitely, I definitely think
0: they have potential on offense, um, with, uh, Mason Spasic or Spachek, excuse mm-hmm. me, and, uh. One of their other guys, you know, they've got some dudes on offense, and once get once they get Blake Scott back, I think that's yeah. going to be a big help for them. He he's kind of it seems like he's their go-to guy. So uh, yeah, I definitely think that they're going to get things rolling on offense again. And they were coming off like a forty-five to zero win, yeah. so um, it was just a tough week for them. So we'll see what happens moving forward. All right. Let's move forward. Let's preview (laughs) some games this week. Yeah. Uh, You know, overall, there were a lot of explosive offenses in week one. And I think the question across the board for the big schools is, can they keep it up? Um, But first, uh, before we get into that, uh, Brian, their game against College Park Thursday night has been canceled. It was canceled Tuesday night. Uh, That's a tough one to lose for Brian coming off their win. Now their next game is going to be against Montgomery Lake Creek, I believe next week. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, we've seen how these small schools, they've had issues coming back from not playing and not practicing and just having that time off. It hasn't been friendly to those who have had to go through it.
1: No. And I can imagine the Vikings are very happy about having to, you know, coming off a win in week one and then week two, not even getting to play. Um, it's tough to see, especially for these teams that have waited an extra month or an extra few weeks to start, um, to see them kind of stop so early. Um, so hopefully, you know, they're able to – next week they're able to get some good good days of practice in because they're going to need it. Um, like you said, it hasn't been working for teams who have had to take, you know, these weeks off and stuff, and it's tough to see, especially for um, – you know the local schools, five A and six A, who've already had to wait until September to play, and and now we'll have to wait again.
0: So for um, sure, and so. we wish everybody uh, get healthy soon, over at Brian. Uh, for sure. But we got some other games that will be played as of now. Uh, Rudder, <laughs> they're going to host bloogerville Weiss Friday night at Merrill Green Stadium. Abigail, I think you're going to be there. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes, I will be there again for the Rangers.
0: <laughs> so the, I get the question is, can Rudder keep it rolling? Uh, Weiss they lost to Leander Rouse, who Kinsall is actually playing, and we'll talk about that in a minute yeah. this week. Uh, Weiss lost to Rouse in their season opener by 22. Uh, another big win, I feel like, could maybe start putting Rudder on uh, some more of the statewide radar. Something they haven't had before.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it, it'll be. Um a blowout like it was this week, you know, 40, 49-7. I don't think it's going to be like that, anything crazy. Um, I'm not even sure if it will make it to, you know, how they played Bruce with the 49-27. Um, Weiss is coming off a, a great season um, in 2019. Um, they did lose week one, um, but I wouldn't expect that to change how they play this week. Um, but with that being said, Rudder is – very confident, and they're on a roll right now. Um, they'll be at home with a bigger crowd. I mean, some people did come out to Bastrop, but when you can win like that on the road, you can, I feel like it might, you'll have more confidence at home with the bigger crowd, you know, um, with people that you know around you. So they're coming in very confident right now, I would think. Um, I don't see them starting one to one to start the season, um, just because of what I saw last week. Um, their offense is really clicking. Um, they really seem to be um, on the same page, um, and defensively as well. You know, um, I, so I, I don't think it'll be as close as a, or as um, as a, much of a blowout as it was against trap, but um, I think it'll be a close game. Um, Weiss is going to want to win um, for their first time, so it'll be a good game. But I don't think Rudder is going to um, stop too much of what it was doing in Week One. <laughs>
0: Sure, and Anham uh, Consolidated—they're on the road again this week, making a long trek out to Leander. <laughs> Rouse—that uh, offense was potent week one. We already talked about that. They—they they really spread the wealth. It was a collective effort. Uh, Sutton Lake—he had his big game, and I guess the question is—you know—will those guys continue to make those big plays? And you know, maybe does one guy kind of start separating himself from the pack? that they seem to right. be console is favored it by 21 points in the Harris ratings in this game.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Rouse and its win against um, Weiss had 36 points, I believe, in the first half alone, unless I did my math wrong, which is totally possible. Um, but they looked good. I, I You know, um, this is going to be another tough one. They're on the road. Gonzalez on the road again, um, having to make that travel um, again in the first two weeks, which I'm, I'm sure is not ideal for them. But Um, They were able to do it in week one. Um, I would assume that Lakewood kind of um, should continue his kind of reign um, there. He also kicks for Kansas. So, you know, he's able to score and then make that extra point. (laughs) So um, I can imagine he's pretty happy about that. Um, I know you've talked a little bit about what he thought about the game last week. So um, I'm sure he's pretty excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Tigers will continue. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, they're going to have to – get away from those turnovers. I think especially against Rouse because, you know, Rouse seems to be the team that um, will capitalize on that. And um, you yeah. don't want to see that because then they can get way ahead in the first half. You know, if you throw an interception, if you fumble, um, maybe even once it could, it could change the game. So I think that'll be something to look out for. But um, I, don't, I don't see Gonzalez slowing down anytime soon. Um, I think they'll feel really good right now with what they have, um, minus those turnovers.
0: For sure. Cleaning things up is definitely a priority for the Tigers and uh, they they don't have those first game jitters and they've got to feel good about themselves uh, after week one. So and our last big game of the week, College Station, they're on the road. They're playing Fort Bend Bush on Saturday night. The Cougars, they cruised in week one. We went over that earlier. And uh, I guess the question is, what does week two hold? They're going on the road for the first time. It's a Saturday game. Makes the week schedule a little different. Yeah, We know about Fort Bend ISD too. Fort Bend schools, they always have great athletes. I know A&M,
1: they're hoping <laughs> it's
0: stud from Fort Bend Bush. Aniah Smith has a big game uh, in the Aggies' big game earlier that day. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what do you think is the big thing to watch for for the Cougars on Saturday, Abigail?
1: Yeah, you know, um, like you mentioned, obviously, um, if a player like Anaya Smith can come from Fort Ben-Bush, they're obviously producing pretty good players. <laughs> I mean, you, we saw what he could do in in, in his first game, um, but uh, it'll really be important for college station, um, I think especially for the younger guys who are coming in, or maybe the guys who haven't started as much, um, you know, in the past. Um, to not get um, in their head about it you know like you said it's on on Saturday they're going on the road for the first time this season Um, you know they've only been practicing at Cougar Stadium this whole this whole summer um, you know up until August and then you know now for the the, to start the season there as well so um, I think it'll be important for them not to get like um, in their head about being on the road and stuff like that Um, they still have a good chance to win I mean we thought that last week playing a 6A team was going to kind of hurt them maybe a little bit um, offensively. Um, And they were able to prove that they can come out of that, even with a tough team like that. You know, um, Coach um, Steve Huff talked about wanting to play these tough, run-centric offenses really early um, to see what his kids could do, to see what like how they get out of problems and situations. So I think this will be another test for them as well. Um, But I think we, you know, they did prove last week that they're capable of um, taking care of, you know, things that they need to do. Um, So I'm excited to see kind of how they um, react to this game and how they get out of maybe certain situations that Rouse puts them into.
0: For sure. Well, going on to a few uh, small school quick hitters, Uh, we have some teams off this week. Uh, Navasota, Madisonville, and Caldwell, they all have by weeks but there are still a few big area games this week. I will be at Centerville and Leon. Uh, the Tigers are traveling to face their inner-county rival, Leon. It's the District 11 2A Division I opener for both of these teams. Great rivalry, and it's going to be a tough stretch for Leon these next two weeks. They host Centerville, and then they go at Norman G., Uh, and Centerville coming off the big win against Bremond we already talked about they're they're kind of on a roll really finding their way right now
1: yeah um, you know especially that big win over Bremond um, like I mentioned earlier they're probably very confident right now coming into this week against Leon now Leon hasn't I I believe that they're three and one Um, I think they've only lost one game um, to Dawson So they're they're in a good spot still, um, but really tough teams coming up here. Um, you got Centerville, who's, you know, only lost one game as well, had a couple big games against Fremont. And then you have Normandy, who's been doing great this season, um, you know, with Mason Hardy and and Isaiah Jones at receiver. And, you know, you you got so many guys there as well. So um, it'll be a big one um, for them. I think Centerville's maybe, um, you know, probably going to come out in this one in the district opener but leon still has a really good chance to kind of um, push them a little bit and give them a little bit of a challenge um and it could be a close one if they if they play their cards right
0: Sure, i was at that one last year it was uh the season finale and centerville had to fight hard to fend off uh, leon in the end and another big game in the area out in Milam county cameron yo traveling to rockdale rockdale They lost their season er, or district opener, excuse me, to McGregor last week. The Tigers have lost three straight games. Um, You know, they lost that really heartbreaking game to Lexington by one. Um, And it's just kind of been a downward spiral these last couple weeks. They haven't been able to get back on track. And, you know, losing this one, that could knock them out of the district title race already after week two. And it's going to put them in a tough spot to try and make the playoffs. And Cameron Yo is rolling. I mean, they've, they've got it going over yeah. there.
1: Oh, no, for sure. It, it, it's, it's surprising that Rockdale has, uh, has kind of put itself in this situation. They lost three straight, um, which I don't think anybody saw coming, especially with the guys that they have there. Um, they were supposed to be pretty tough contenders, contenders in this district. Um, I think they can turn it around this week, but it, it's gonna be really hard. It's gonna be a tough game for them to come back from. Cameron, like you said, is rolling. I mean, they they um have a good thing going right now. You know, they beat Caldwell last week. Um they had 27 unanswered points. Um, you know, after going down to Cal- Caldwell was leading and, and then you know Cameron came back and won and won. Um 50, 54 to 27. So um, you know. They have the ability to come back, but they're also, they're, they're just a strong team. I mean, you have Zane Zeinart, um, you know, who last week threw, or uh, had four touchdowns and, you know, 250 yards. And, um, you know, once they get going, it's hard to really stop them and their defense. Um, we saw that in Franklin again. Um, you know, we thought that game was going to be pretty close. And, um, uh, you know, Cameron came out. They got some momentum early and took on Franklin at, at, at their home. Um, So it's going to be hard for Rockdale to come back with this one. um, But they're going to have to, if they want to, if they want to have a spot um, there towards the end of the uh, end of district.
0: For sure. And just a couple other uh, area games of note, Uh, Snook they're facing Burton and Somerville. They're taking on Iola. So I think, uh, I think that covers everything. Man, (laughs) what a lot, what a doozy. Uh, But here we are week two uh, the big schools and uh, small schools they're rolling into district play uh, getting into it down the home stretch so yeah yeah anything else Abigail
1: no, no, it was a good week. I think people are surprising us every week. Um, I know my picks are like going out the window half the time, um, but you know teams are surprising us. they are really good matchups that are coming um, in five a and six a. When we just started, so I'm sure that's going to get better as we go along. But it already had a great um, first week, so um, it should be a good one. It's a good, it's a good season so far for everybody.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to another. Episode of the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. Be sure to like, uh, follow, and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's yeah. uh, International Podcast Day, so I had to plug us a little
1: bit. Oh, there you go.
0: So uh, yeah, awesome. and uh, oh, what were you gonna say?
1: Oh, I was gonna say also follow us on Twitter. Um, for I'll be at Rudder, um, at Y or Y said Rudder. Sorry, um, at Merrill Green Stadium um, this Friday. I would go at Ochoa eighty-eight um, and Alex.
0: Yeah, I'll be at uh, Centerville Leon uh, at Alex Mill Twenty, and uh, be sure to send in scores. Tweet us uh, at Brazos Sports so that we can keep track of the games that are going on around the Brazos Valley, so that we have plenty of more good content to talk about next week. We uh, we look forward to this every week. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye.